welcome back to another episode of Chew the Bible. It's your good friend, A.A. Ron. It is August 21st, still 2021. We got less than four months left in this year. Yeah, we got September, October, November, December. (laughs) Well, actually, a little over four months left. So, um, yeah, hope everyone had an amazing day. We're going to jump right into, we're going to re- before we get into Deuteronomy chapter 5, I'm going to read, since it's the 21st of the month, I'm going to read Psalm 21. Here we go. This is a Psalm of David talking about the king's victory. Lord, the king's, the king finds joy in your strength. How greatly he rejoices. How greatly he rejoices in your victory. You have given him his heart's desire and have not denied the request of his lips. For you meet him with rich blessings. You place a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. His glory is great through your victory. You confer majesty and splendor on him. You give him blessings forever. You cheer him with joy in your presence for the king relies on the Lord through the faithful love of the Most High. He is not shaken. Your hand will capture all your enemies. Your right hand will seize those who hate you. You will make them burn like a fiery furnace when you appear. The Lord will engulf them in his wrath and fire will devour them. You will wipe their progeny from the earth and their offspring from the human race. Though they intend to harm you and devise a wicked plan, they will not prevail. Instead, you will put them to flight when you ready your bowstrings to shoot at them. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word, uh, Psalm 21. Thank you, Lord, that you have not, that you have given us our heart's desires and you have not denied the request of our lips, even though sometimes it feels like it, Lord. Um yeah, Lord, we have so many things to be thankful for. As we go into Deuteronomy chapter 5, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, that you would strengthen us, and speak to us as we go through your word. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. I believe that's what I'm on. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Let's go. Hey, what's up, Carolyn? Welcome. Welcome back. It's been a minute. Hope all is well with you. Sneaking in here. Dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna go ahead and leave comments on. So if you have anything to say as I read, go right ahead. I just may not respond until at the end when I'm done. All right, so here we go. Deuteronomy chapter five. As we already said, the last few chapters have just been a recap of what happened in numbers that's all the first four chapters of deuteronomy is as a recap of everything that happened in exodus and in numbers all right the ten commandments moses summoned all israel and said to them israel listen to the statutes and ordinances i am proclaiming as you hear them today learn and follow them carefully the lord our god made a covenant with us at horeb He did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face from the fire on the mountain. At that same time, I was standing between the Lord and you to 
report the word of the Lord to you because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. And he said, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Do not have other gods besides me. Do not make an idol for yourself in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not let do not bow and worship to them and do not serve them because I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the father's iniquity to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Do not misuse the name of the Lord, your God, because the Lord will not leave anyone unpunished who misuses his name. Be careful to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. Do not do any work, you, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your ox or donkey, any of your livestock, or the resident alien who lives within your city gates, so that your male and female slaves may rest as you do. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a strong hand and in an outstretched arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to keep the Sabbath day. Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land the Lord your God has given you, is giving you. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give dishonest testimony against your neighbor. Do not covet your neighbor's wife or desire your neighbor's house, his field, his male or female slave, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. I was just looking that up today, like Deuteronomy, and basically it's like the second. It means like second. Y'all can go double check that, but it means according to the Septuagint, the Greek Septuagint, I mean, the word Deuteronomy means, um, yeah, second law. So it's like a retelling of the law. So that's what he's doing here. Um, da -da -dun 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 and as you can see, the first, let's see here, one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I believe it's like the first four. Welcome, Ash, Eli. The first four commandments are related to how we relate to God, and the last six relate to how we're supposed to relate to other human beings, our fellow man. All right, we're in Deuteronomy chapter 5 now in verse 22 the people's response the lord spoke these commands in a loud voice to your entire assembly from the fire cloud let's hear the lord spoke these commands in a loud voice to your entire assembly from the fire cloud and total darkness on the mountain he added nothing more he wrote them on two stone tablets and gave them to me all of you approached me with your tribal leaders and elders when you heard the voice from the darkness and while the mountain was blazing with fire. You said, look, the Lord our God has shown us his glory and greatness and we have heard his voice from the fire. Today we have seen that God speaks with a person, yet he still lives. But now, why should we die? This great fire will consume us and we will die if we hear the voice of the Lord our God any longer. For who out of all mankind has heard the voice of the living God speaking from the fire as we have and lived? Go near and listen to everything the Lord our God has says, 
Lord our God says. Then you can tell us everything the Lord our God tells you. We will listen and obey. The Lord heard your words when you spoke to me. He said to me, I have heard the words that these people have spoken to you. Everything they have said is right. If only they had such a heart to fear me and keep all my commandments always. So they had so they and their children would prosper forever. I'm going to underline that. If only they had such a heart to fear me and keep all my commands always so that they and their children will prosper forever. Go and tell them, return to your tents, but you stand here with me and I will tell you every command, the statutes and ordinances you are to teach them so that they may follow them in the land I am giving them to possess. Be careful to do as the Lord your God has commanded you. You are not to turn aside to the right or to the left. Follow the whole instruction that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live, prosper, and have a long life in the land you will possess. That's huge. All right, I'm going to read the Tony Evans notes really quick. And then there's like a nice little kingdom living. They call it the kingdom living section. It's just some another section that Tony Evans talks even more about this stuff expounds on it. All right. So Israel was to learn and follow the statutes and ordinances they have had received. Notice the imperatives learn and follow. If you get no further than acquiring an intellectual knowledge of the Bible, you haven't gone far enough. A football team might have an expert understanding of the rules of the game, but if the coach and the players fail to put those rules into practice, the only thing they will obtain will be a losing record. I was just talking to my counselor about that. He's like, you can know everything about, let's say, basketball. You can know all the rules. You can know all the ins and outs, the nuances of the game, know how it's played, but it's a difference it's different than actually knowing how to play, actually playing it. It's two totally different. There's a lot of people that know a lot about basketball, but like commentators or referees, but they don't play. And so it just reminds me of that here is like we can know everything about the Bible, know all the rules, <clears throat> know how to talk the talk, the lingo. But <clears throat> it's another thing to be able to actually apply it. So and apply it well to our day to day life. <clears throat> effectively and do well so anyway in effect Moses was telling those standing before him in verse 3 this isn't merely your father's covenant I'm talking about this is your covenant your covenant your fathers are gone now you are God's covenant partners he expects obedience from you when God spoke with the previous generation of Israelites from the fire years before he was speaking to all future generations this preamble to the command sets the context for them. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the place of slavery. This is a reminder that the law was not given for Israel's redemption. They had already been redeemed from Egypt when he, Egypt when he gave it to them. No one is saved by keeping the law. Let's see here. This is a reminder that the law was not given for Israel's redemption. They had already been redeemed from Egypt when he gave it to them. No one is saved by keeping the law then. Rather, the law provided the means for a redeemed people to express the reciprocal love for the holy God who had saved them. Wow, we can apply that to our Christian faith. Like we're not saved by the law, but we're under grace. We're saved by 
the blood of Jesus Christ, him dying and shedding his blood on the cross. And the only reason, and in light of that, that's what inspires us and prompts us and um, creates that unction in us to obey him and want to do what pleases him, to not grieve the Holy Spirit. So, all right, see Exodus 21, all right, never mind, that's something else. Uh, It says, it would take the new covenant sacrifice of Jesus Christ to make it possible for those who trust him to receive new hearts with the capacity to obey him steadfastly as the people have promised to do. So, yeah, later on, we read Romans is going to talk a lot about the law and how useless it really was and is. But we're not going to go there right now. All right. Let's read this Tony Evans little kingdom living section about parenting. It's called A Parent's Task to Teach. And then we're going to close it out in prayer and then do Deuteronomy 6. And then I'm going to bed because I got I got church in the morning. All right. Here we go. If you have children, you are responsible to make sure that the truth you are learning is transmitted to them. After all, if you don't teach God's word to your family, there is someone else out there who has another word he would be glad to share. Satan has his own message, kingdom and effective instructors who would be glad to teach your children for you. Some of these teachers are on the streets. Some are in the school system. And some may even attend your church. In fact, your child could be sitting next to another kid in Sunday school whose lack of regard for God will rub off on him or her. Therefore, we have to teach our children diligently, not occasionally. That may mean turning off the television and using the time for teaching. In any case, you have to carve out time with your family to teach the word. Neither the government nor the church has been charged to do what parents are supposed to do. But if you as a kingdom parent will go about raising kingdom kids, I have good news for you. If you give your kids God's word early in life, the Holy Spirit has something to hook on to and bring them back should they take a bad turn. If you are single and don't have your own children, then look for children in your circle of influence who may not have Christian parents involved in their lives. They could be nieces, nephews, or kids at a local school or church whom you could mentor in God's word. In the body of Christ, everyone is part of a family. I love that part where he says, yeah, that word he uses, hook. It's like, and that will bring them back. It's like, yeah, that word, no matter, I think of just kind of like, um, we're not puppets, we're not marionettes or anything, but I just think of like, yeah. It's like, no matter how far, it's like an anchor. That's what I like to think of. Yes, yeah, probably the best way to say it. That anchor brings them back. So just those praying grandmas, those you like for me, it was my dad constantly seeing him reading his word every morning and praising, worshiping God. That, that was my anchor that no matter how far I drifted away, I would always come back. So anyway. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for Deuteronomy chapter five. I pray, Lord, that we would just, uh, we thank you, Lord, that we live not under the law, but under grace. We thank you for your ultimate sacrifice through your son, Jesus Christ, that died died for us and shed your blood so that we could be redeemed and restored and made new and empowered. 
He said the same power that conquered the grave lives in us so that Lord, we're more than conquerors. Lord. So I pray for those that don't know you, that don't understand that power, that have never experienced that power. Or even if they have accepted you in their heart and they just become the power has become dull to them. I just pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, they will cry out to you. He said, forever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said um, in Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Um, but in Romans 6, 23, uh, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through you, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So I pray that they would just call out to you, cry out to you and accept you into their heart and they'll be changed forever and ever. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right. I'm going to stop this video. Stop the podcast.